I can make connections and there is a monetary value on that. Well, if I need a website built, I could connect with someone who's looking to grow their business and scale and make those connections and find partners. I could make connections in exchange for them building a website. It is, it may well be two hours of my time for two hours of their time. But if I were to try to do what they can do in two hours, it would take 30 hours, 25 hours to learn it in the first place, two hours to do it wrong, two hours to fix it, and then one hour to fix all the things I didn't notice I didn't fix the second time. So, and likewise, if they were to go out and make all those connections, they'd have to spend all that time because I, I get an economy of scale in the connections I make. Everyone I meet, I can introduce to someone. Each of my clients, if they did it, there would be a, a one-to-one value. I get a six-to-one value, a 10-to-one value, because there's so many connections I could make out of any given connection. Hey, it's Chuck here, and I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free Collaborators Toolkit is gonna contain the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for. And they're going to help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're going to help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is the Creative Collaboration Show. Chuck Anderson here, and I've got another amazing guest here. And I I was just chatting with him before this episode. And I know that if you're someone who's building a business and you're looking for that missing piece and some maybe someone who you could collaborate with or partner with or bring in in some way to bring in that missing piece and help your business grow faster... This is the guy you're going to want to talk to, and I know you're going to learn a lot from him. I'm very pleased to have Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy, and uh, this man's all about connection and all about uh, partnership and collaboration, and we're thrilled to have him on the show today. So, Michael, thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. I I, I do often have a guy. It's that who, not how concept that there's a book I, which actually I've not read by some title, uh, but you know the, the idea of who not how that the solution is often there's someone who can do it, there's someone you can outsource to, uh, and in many fields, I might know them, Excellent. or at least know how to find them. 
Well, I have read that book and it, it, I would put that on my recommended book. That's Dan Sullivan's book, Who, Who, Not How. And uh, I mean, obviously connecting, collaborating, partnership, that's all about who, not how. And mm -hmm. it's a giant shortcut in business. So I know Huge. we're going to dive deep into this today. So, um, so Michael, I think a great place to start is, you know, you tell your story. I gave you the introduction light, which mm -hmm. is a guy <laughs> who knows a guy, but you know, you know what, tell the folks who you are, what you do, and, and uh, we'll take it from there. Well, Chuck, I was born at a very young age. No, wait, that not that far back. <laughs> You're going to go back to the whole, like, I was yeah. born. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I've been actively networking for about eight years now, since 2014, when I moved to Groton, Connecticut, not knowing anyone. And I knew I needed to build a network for what I wanted to do. Didn't really know how. I, I'd been to some BNI meetings. I'd read uh, Never Read Alone and How to Win Friends Influence People and had some of these concepts. And I knew there were networking events. So I said, all right, let me turn it up to 11 and go to all of them because I tend to be an on-off kind of person. So I turned it on, went to all of the events, started meeting all these people. And before I knew it, I was connecting movers and shakers to other movers and shakers who really should know each other. They lived in the same area for half a century. They live five miles apart. They've never talked to each other. They didn't know each other's names. And I was making connections. I said, huh, I think I figured something out here. In fact, I know what I did. Maybe I should write it down. So I wrote it down in a book called The Guy Who Knows a Guy, which the name came from the book first and then eventually expanded everything else I was doing. Well, flash forward to March 2020, and I was released onto the Internet. I mean, obviously, I was on the Internet before, mm -hmm. but other people weren't. So I was limited prior to that to Southeast Connecticut. Now, Southeast Connecticut is not the commercial capital of Southeast Connecticut, let alone of the world. So I was well connected in an area that there wasn't really huge opportunity. But once I went online and everyone else went online, the idea of a Zoom virtual coffee was common. Every BNI group was online. Every networking group was online. I could start going to these events and meeting people who I never would have gotten to associate with previously. Uh, or maybe I could have gotten connection to a connection to a connection. But here I could go right in the room and there they all were. An event that in person might have been a $5,000 ticket with a $2,000 plane ticket on an island somewhere is now in a Zoom room. And so I was able to really take things up a notch and really start making connections and building and growing. Um, and so I spent about a year and a half figuring out, okay, I know how to connect. I know how to help other people. I can help other people make tons of money. Meanwhile, I'm driving Uber to pay my bills, <laughs> but I'm helping other people make tons of money. And I'm, I'm and everyone around me, that they've got courses, they're coaches, they're, that's how they're monetizing. And I'm thinking, okay, so those are, is there something I could teach? Is there something I could, could help with? And finally, a friend of mine shared the idea. He's like, Michael, you know, people get paid to make introductions. And I said, what? Tell me more about this. Keep talking. <laughs> and he shared, you know, there's people who make, they get paid retainers, they get paid percentages and gave me that model. And so with that in my head, I started talking to other people. Now, all through this, I'm building my business by talking to people and learning from them. I actually, season three of my podcast was getting every successful person I could find on the show and saying, how'd you do it? And successful people, abundance-minded people love to share. So they shared and they shared how they did it. And the answer for most people was mindset. Many of them had far worse challenges than I ever had and overcame it with a mindset shift. Uh, there's, you know, networking was part of it. 
I learned so much from all these people and finally capped that off with uh, when, when uh, to give full credit, uh, Phil Palucha told me, he, you know, like, you know, people get introduced, people get paid to make introductions. And then I figured out that that's really the niche because there's people out there who are financially successful. They got great businesses, but they're busy. You know, their, their private coaching rate might be 2000 bucks an hour. Well, they can't go to an eight hour networking event. They can't do 25 hours a week of, of networking. That's, I was actually talking to someone else, did the math he's like, and realize what I do for my clients is saves $25,000 to $50,000 a month of their time because of how much their time is worth. But they're missing out. They're not going to that event where they might bump into that, that million dollar partner. They're not having these connections. So they hire me to do what I really can't stop myself from doing, which is network all the time. And then every person I meet, I go through my list of clients and say, which of these clients this person need to meet and then make those introductions. So they're getting a stream of connections curated for them without having to spend hours and hours and hours going to the events and meeting the people and, and uh, making those connections. So, so I found it to be a very powerful niche. And, and I like to joke, you know, I'm so good at this because I'm not good at anything else. So you got to be really good at one thing this is the one thing I'm good at and now I'm getting paid for it. So, and, and providing a lot of value at the same time. I love all of that. And one of the reasons I, I can see right away, Michael, that you're successful at this is that you're really super easy to talk to. And, you know, I think, you know, people probably really like you, right? When they like, this guy likes you, this guy likes you, you're connecting, you're just a natural connector, you're being helpful, but I love how you, we're able then to turn that gift into an opportunity. And, um, you know, we talk about unique abilities. It sounds like connecting is one of your uh, unique abilities. And yeah. like you said, it saved, it, it either saves or earns tens of thousands or it could be hundreds of thousands, could be even in the millions, some of these connections that you've made uh, that have generated. So it's got huge value. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and so win, win, win. Uh, I, I think one of the challenges people have if they're just in that, you know, find me prospects, find me clients mindset, which you go to a lot of networking events, that that's the level people are networking at. Mm -hmm. They're like, I am looking for people looking to buy and sell a home. I'm looking for people who need help with their retirement. I'm looking for people getting divorced. Instead of looking for who can they partner with and exchange leads and exchange value. And when it's that level, well, now I'm thinking, okay, well, do I want to introduce them to you or the 10 other financial advisors I know? But if it's a partnership, if a financial advisor says, I like to partner with accountants, we can help each other, I'll introduce them to any accountant I can think of. Because, you know, you can have multiple partners that you're partnering with. And so that way I can make those connections. And sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. There's much less pressure on me. I might introduce you to someone and maybe it's a great partnership and maybe it's a terrible partnership. Maybe you think they're a jerk, but I'm not asking you to give them money or them to give you money. I'm saying... You know, Chuck, I think you should meet Bob. I think you might get along. There might be some potential there. I encourage you to talk and check it out. So there's not that same level of risk of a business referral. You know, Chuck, I think you should hire Bob. He's got a program. Get your checkbook out and you're going to want to have a conversation with him. Now, that said, I, I will sometimes do that sometimes, but it's to solve a problem. Someone's says, yeah, I'm trying to build my funnel, but like, I just don't know what to say. Oh, you should meet. Susie, she's a great copywriter. She'll help you with that. That will solve your problem. This solution will cost money, but you, you're ready to spend money. You just don't know who to call because how often, whether it's 
home services or marketing services or whatever, you've got the money in your hand and you've got the problem and no one will take your money. You know, you're calling around to roofers. They're not returning your calls. They're not calling you back. They say, oh, I'll be out there to give you a quote. They cancel. Like you're ready to hire them and they won't do it. So even there, it's providing value to, to introduce someone to a vendor who's good. But it's all about leading with that value first. I'm not thinking, where can I get a commission? Where can I get a, a an affiliate feeds? Where can I provide value? And then secondarily, and much belatedly, I will say, uh, making fun of myself a bit, much belatedly, how can I make money from making that value? I've been providing value for years, I said. And finally, I, I realized I need to make sure I take some of that value because, frankly, if you don't get paid, you can't do what you're meant to do. I mean, I was a pretty good Uber driver, but I wasn't changing the world doing that. So I was wasting a lot of time having to go make money until I developed the business model. And a lot of heart-centered coaches, that's a powerful lesson for them, is, is if you can shift people's mindset, but you can't get paid for it, well, you're going to be working at an office pushing paper or stocking shelves at the supermarket, not shifting anyone's mindset if you're not getting paid by the people you're helping. So you can't help as many people as you could. Yeah, and that's such a huge challenge, especially, you know, uh, a lot of our audience are those heart-centered uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, service providers. Um, there's all sorts of uh, categories of that. With world-changing ideas or world-changing abilities, you know they 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 have work and services or products or whatever that can absolutely change and transform someone's life, and it all started off as being helpful, right? They were passionate about helping people, but like you say, without that business model, without that way to connect, you can't do it for very long. And I think it's a terrible tragedy when someone with such a gift to do world-changing stuff, sadly gives up on it, uh, goes and does something else, never to try it again because they just weren't able uh, to make money with it. And yep. you know, and and that's one of our that's one of our purposes of having these kinds of conversations. That if if we can help just one person listening today to find that missing piece or transform what you're doing in a way where you can get more of your gift out to the world and get paid for it at the same time, well then I think we've done our job here today. Yep. And, and actually, a story I'd like to share that I, I learned um, doing, this was a Lyft ride, not an Uber ride, but close enough, uh, that, that really put things in perspective in terms of what people can charge and what money what money people are spending. I gave a, a an exotic, exotic dancer a ride from work. And so during the course of this trip, I asked her about her the business because um, I don't spend a lot of time in those establishments, but I'm curious about the business model because that's kind of how I think. And she was telling me that there are patrons who will give her $500 for 20 minutes in the VIP room. Now, I don't know what happens in the VIP room, but I can't imagine anything in there that's more valuable and life-changing than what a lot of these entrepreneurs do, a lot of what these coaches do. So if people are willing to just throw $500 in a club to, to go in a room or, you know, buy a bottle of champagne for $500, people are dumping ridiculous sums of money. So think about, is your service, is the thing you do worth more than hiring an exotic dancer for a private show or buying a bottle of Cristal? It probably is. It probably does more good for your clients than they do for their clients, although I'm sure they offer a perfectly valid service. So 
to, to say, well, I'm only going to charge $25 an hour. I'm only going to charge $50 an hour because I don't know if they can afford it. That very same person might be at the club this weekend dropping 500 bucks, but they're pleading poverty to you because you're willing to listen to it. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I think it's a great lesson in value. And so many uh, coaches, so many entrepreneurs, so many heart-centered uh, business owners have some things to overcome when it comes to charging and value. And it's like, you know, is this worth enough? Or if I drop the price, maybe more people come in and that kind of stuff. But, you know, really, it's about how does what you do change someone else's life? And what is that worth? It's yeah. not about that time you spent with them, but it's about that result that you're going to help them to create. And at the very least, what does it cost to buy your freedom to do it? So if you need $3,500 a month, or let's say $4,000 a month for easy math, if you need $4,000 a month to pay your bills, so you don't need a second job, well, you better make sure that if your schedule is about half full, you make $4,000 a month. Otherwise, you'll never be able to keep doing it. And if you can't keep doing it, you can't help anybody. So, and if you need four thousand dollars, I found the average. Most people I talk to, they need three to four thousand to to get by, and that's a thousand dollars a week. So that's ten clients at a hundred bucks a week, or five clients at two hundred bucks a week. So it's not it's not necessarily massive amounts of money. I mean, obviously, it's it's better to know you about, but at the beginning, have enough to support yourself, so you're not wearing yourself out doing things that aren't your gift. And speaking of doing things that are not your gift. That's, mm -hmm. I think, where, you know, intentional or creative collaborations and partnerships really, really come in because yes. there's the things that you're good at and then the things that you're not good at. And so many people, when they're starting their first business, and I know I'm certainly guilty of this for the first decade of my business, chronic do-it-yourselfer. If I needed something in my business, I would go and learn how to do it or try to figure out how to do it and then do it myself. But that's not really what my unique gifts were. And it took me, like I said, about a decade to figure that out. I would hopefully uh, inspire people to take much, much less time to figure that out. Uh, so if you have a unique gift, but there's, you know, there's these things you need to do and that, those are not within your gifts. Can you find someone else to um, hire, to partner with or collaborate with that's going to help you to get that done? And so, so Michael, I know like collaboration is your thing and connecting the dots between person who needs something and person who can provide that something. And so, um, you know, talk a little bit maybe about um, some of those collaborations and even how it's helped you in your own business. And uh, we'll, we'll take that where it leads. Sure. Well, I mean, it is my business. So that's how it's helped me. <laughs> it's, you know, like, uh, yeah. It's like asking a podcasting coach, Hey, how's podcasting helped your business? Well, it made it to uh, cause it to exist. Uh, yeah, it's pretty so, cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worked out pretty well. So, yeah. but yeah, and, and there's there's two things I'd say too in, in that that space. Um, so one is of course that who not how finding people to collaborate with who fill your weaknesses, and then also the idea that perfection is the enemy of good enough. Um, not everything needs to be perfect; it needs to be good enough. Because mm. there's a lot of places where you might put in 200% more effort and get 2% more results. You know, my, my podcast, for example, I do interviews with great people and then I get it out there. They sound pretty good. They got a good intro and outro and they, I use Captivate. So it's on my website and it's automated and promotable. 
And that's it. There's another three hours I could spend per episode that I don't spend because with my business model, I don't need to. I've made it something that I can just do for what it's for and then and then move forward. Um, but in terms of, of making those connections, very often, especially if your business is monetizing. Now, if you're at that bootstrap stage, then you may need to either do it yourself and that's where the good enough is good enough or find someone to trade with, find someone you can you can partner with. And it depends on what you offer as to who you can trade with. But there's a lot of skills. You know, skills are easy to barter. So if I make connections, you know, I charge to make connections. I also make connections, basically everyone I know. I think of it as a free sample, um, but I just like to help people. But I can make connections and there is a monetary value on that. Well, if I need a website built, I could connect with someone who's looking to grow their business and scale and make those connections and find partners. I could make connections in exchange for them building a website. It is, it may well be two hours of my time for two hours of their time. But if I were to try to do what they can do in two hours, it would take 30 hours, 25 hours to learn it in the first place, two hours to do it wrong, two hours to fix it, and then one hour to fix all the things I didn't notice I didn't fix the second time. So, and likewise, if they were to go out and make all those connections, they'd have to spend all that time because I, I get an economy of scale in the connections I make. Everyone I meet, I can introduce to someone. Each of my clients, if they did it, there would be a, a one-to-one value. I get a six-to-one value, a 10-to-one value, because there's so many connections I could make out of any given connection. But it's about, you know, find those places. A friend of mine who's a property manager or a real estate investor, he, he posts on Facebook this morning, actually, he says, uh, early in my career, I learned how to replace a window in five minutes. I learned how to repave a driveway in five minutes. I learned how to paint a house in five minutes. Because it takes five minutes to pick up the phone, call a trusted vendor, and hire them to do it. Uh, and then at the next level, he learned how to do it in 20 seconds. Because he tells his assistant, call Bob, have him fix that window. <laughs> so, because he's got, he has, he can replace a window. He knows how to do it but it's not worth his time to do it because his time is worth so much more than that. And that's where that, that value exchange works. And the wonderful thing about the, the entrepreneurial world. Now I, I live, work and breathe in the entrepreneurial world. And I occasionally visit the corporate world and go, Whoa, how does a company function? Like just how do companies function at all? Blows my mind. Cause in the entrepreneurial world, if you need a website built, then you contact someone, you say, I need this done, you give them the scope of work, they tell you what it's going to cost, you pay them. And if you need more work done, then you do more work together. And if you don't, you don't. In the corporate world, you hire an employee, you hire like a web designer, who's also an IT guy, but that only takes 25 hours a week of his time. So he also ends up doing some copywriting, there's not really a great copywriter, he does the web, so he must be able to copyright, right. Um, but that's not all the time. So he also needs to answer the phone. Um, because he's there, the phone might ring, so he's going to do that as well. And then you should also, you know, you have these people that you're buying their whole time, and you're not using them in their best skills. It's just such a weird, uh, such a weird world of full-time employment. But in entrepreneurship, it's so flexible. I know so many businesses, multi-million-dollar businesses, that have zero employees because they're all contractors, and it's great for all of them because they're never going to get laid off. They may get less business or more business, but they got four other clients on the side too. So they've got that. Plus you've got this exchange of knowledge. If you're a, uh, if you're building funnels, 
for example, and you're primarily working with one client, but you're also working with three others on the side, um, you might learn something with this other client, learn a technique, learn an idea that you bring back to your other clients and say, hey, you know what I just learned is if we do this, you know, if, if, we, if we make the video not autoplay instead of autoplay, it increases conversions 8%. Oh, neat. Oh, let's try that. Oh, look, that works. There's a lot of that cross-pollination you get. By now. So there's a lot of benefit in that, that who, not how, and it's much easier because you don't need to hire an employee to build your website for you. You hire a website guy to build your website for you for as long as you need him for. And there's no, it's, okay, great, here you go. If you need me again, I'll be over here. Let me know. And it's just the, the function, the way that, that the entrepreneurial space works is so conducive to that. And it's what makes our little nimble companies so powerful and effective. Well, especially now we're living so much in a virtual world mm-hmm. that you can connect and you can work with someone who's, they don't have to be in your same city. They can be anywhere. And as someone who used to manage a team in a marketing department, uh, we had 80 employees all in the same room, all in the same office space, very expensive thing to do. Nowadays, you don't have to do any of that kind of stuff. So, so now we have opportunities like this where we can connect with the people that we need when we need them for whatever we need them for, rather than trying to do things yourself that you really aren't meant to do. You can connect in an instant to someone who is uh, awesome at that thing that you need, bring them in and build your business much, much faster. So hopefully we've inspired, you know, the listeners here to, to look for ways to collaborate, to look for partnerships or to look for people to bring in, whether it be permanently or temporarily into their business to fill these tasks rather than doing it all themselves. And the natural next question people have is, well, where do I find these? And we're going to talk about that in a moment because you just happen to be the guy who knows a guy. And so connecting is your business. So we're going to end off with that. Um, But before we do, a uh, couple, one of the parts of the show I like to do is more on the the, the growth side of things. And so uh, I want to ask you in your business journey, um, who has been the, the leader or expert or, you know, inspirational figure uh, in your life that y- you would say you learn the most from that others could learn from as well? Uh, well, in terms of like big famous people, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk was one of the early ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and Dan Locke were two of the like big YouTube personalities I've learned a lot from. Um, and it's funny going back to Dan Locke videos now because now they make sense before we talk about high ticket sales. And I didn't really know what that meant, but some of the ideas seem to make sense. And I'm like, oh, that's what he's talking about. That's the space <laughs> I'm in. Neat. And then Gary Vaynerchuk's more about like entrepreneurial mindset. Um, and then in terms of people I, I know personally, uh, there's many, and I'm sure I'm leaving dozens out, but two that come to mind. One is uh, Phil Palucha, uh, who runs the Billionaires and Boxers podcast, and I credit him with giving me the kernel of the idea that became my networking concierge business. So um, he's he's a, a great guy, great at putting things together. Uh, and then also uh, Dan Mangena, who actually became one of my first clients. Uh, he's a money mindset coach, um, but he really teaches people how to transform their approach. And he's, he's one of those coaches who's so authentic in what he does that I work with him, uh, you know, as, as one of my clients, but I learn from him as he teaches me, you know, even passively, he doesn't actively coach me. It's just kind of things I pick up being around him, uh, end up being, being very powerful. Uh, and, and as I said, I'm sure there's 
10, 20 more I could think of who I'm leaving out who are like, hey, what about me, Michael? So hopefully they don't listen to this episode. Well, absolutely. Well, you know, and look, uh, we you've been doing this for more than a year, as I have. So, you know, you're going to meet some people along the way and different people are going to be inspirational to you at different um, parts of your journey. So I think those are great recommendations and we'll make sure that we link to where people can find them and learn more about who they are. And uh, one other question we always like to ask all of our guests is if there was one book that you would recommend our audience goes out and reads right now, because it will change their life, change their business. Uh, what would you recommend that everyone reads? Uh, so the most foundational, if they haven't read it, uh, would be How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and, and probably many of your listeners have read it, but if they haven't, they should stop stop reading whatever they're reading right now and read that because it is it is foundational. There's core concepts in there that are universal. The book's over 100 years old. Um, it's funny because the revised editions, they put in new stories. So I'm reading this book from 1920 and one of the anecdotes about a computer programmer, because obviously they added that into the 80s. But <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. But, but, you know, hmm. but it, it's just such fa- foundational, timeless knowledge about how people work um, that you know, from there, then it grows into other, there's other great books I'd recommend as well. But that's if there's one, I'd say it's how to win friends and influence people. That's a fantastic recommendation. I got so much of that book. I think I've read it two or three times now. Mm-hmm. And a big takeaway that I got from that book is be interested, not interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, he just I love the stories that he told about where he would you know, speak in nothing but questions about and and just curiosity of the other person. And they would walk away going, you know, that that Dale Carnegie is the most interesting guy I've ever met. And he yeah, didn't the, say anything about yeah, himself. The, the botanist story. <laughs> right. It, it was a fantastic story. And that really stood out to me. And I highly recommend everybody uh, reads that book. And we'll make sure that the links are down here uh, mm-hmm. in the show notes or beneath this video or wherever you happen to be listening or watching to this right now. So, uh, Michael, I think yeah, great, great recommendation. Lots of really great, uh, you know, tips and stories that we've shared in this episode. And I know we could definitely go on for uh, hours talking about this subject because it's one that you and I both care very passionately about. But uh, in bringing this to a close, um, for anyone who wants to reach out to you or uh, find out if you can help them with uh, with what they need in their business. Where do they find you? Tell them what they you can help them with and where can they find you? Absolutely. So, so they can go to guywhoknowsaguy.com. So it's not a guy who knows a guy.com or the guy who knows a guy. It's just guywhoknowsaguy.com because that's the URL available. And uh, if they go there, they can get a cop, a uh, audio book copy of my book just by putting their email address at the top. And there's also a link on the side to uh, connect with me, get on my calendar. So for a, my audience, my networking concierge is a very limited audience. They tend to be seven figure business owners. They're at the point where their, their time is worth a great deal. But I do also have uh, a program uh, that's currently called the inner circle. I may be renaming it, but the whole point of it is one hour. I block out in my week for a group zoom call for anyone to come in, in a affordable, accessible, I guess I'm not supposed to say low cost. That makes sound not valuable, but an accessible (laughs) call where where I can give them that guidance. I've met over 2,000 entrepreneurs. I've learned a few things. And sometimes I know the thing that someone needs to get started. I know, you know, where should I host my podcast? Captivate.fm. If you don't know that, well, now you're going you're gonna to chase, chase around a lot. So, uh, so for people who are, who are just starting out, trying to figure out where to get started, I'm happy to talk to them. 
have a quick conversation, point them in the right direction, get them moving. Uh, and then, of course, people who hear that be like, yeah, I love networking, but don't have time for it. Or I hate networking. I know how to do it, but I don't want to. Uh, they should definitely go to guy who knows a guy.com and click the button to have a conversation about that because that's my main business. I'm happy to talk to them because those are clients and that's how things work. Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure that the links to all of that are uh, down here as well. And uh, definitely highly recommend connecting with Michael. Uh, he can uh, definitely help you uh, at least have the conversation on how he can help you to get those missing pieces for your business. So, so Michael, thank you so much uh, for everything that you've shared today. I think it's been awesome. And hopefully we've inspired you, the audience, to go out and uh, look for opportunities to connect, to collaborate, to partner with, or even to bring in resources that can help you th do things easier, faster, better uh, in your business. So, so Michael, thank you so much. And uh, if you were to give our audience just one final piece of advice or words of wisdom uh, before we sign off, what would you tell them? You can be a connector as soon as you decide to be a connector. It's a mindset. It's not a Rolodex. So as soon as you say, I'm going to introduce everyone I meet to someone of value to them, you are a connector. Words well spoken. So, Michael, thank you so much. I know you and I will definitely be speaking again. And, and uh, I know it's opened up so many different ideas of collaborations that uh, we can even do together. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for being our audience. Uh, go out there. Stay connected to your mission and uh, live your dreams be awesome and we'll see you back here for the next episode thanks everybody this episode is brought to you by the collaborators toolkit if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships our free collaborators toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops as well as contributions from our guests these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.